0: Welcome friends to another r slash malicious compliance video, if you want to help put a smile on my face make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said our first story of the day is by Ignis Vespa. School Karen Demands No Time Tolerance For Students, She Starts Getting Student Complaints I work in a culinary school that is really poorly managed by this Karen. She tends to do stuff that I easily solve by doing malicious compliances but this one happened two days ago. All students need to wear a full uniform, chef coat, chef pants, apron, small hat, and black non-slippery shoes. This Monday, one of the students came without his apron nor his hat, so I denied him entrance to class. He went to complain with the Karen about this, and he also complained that I didn't check the shoes which is true, as one of his classmates was in class without the required shoes. I told him that I'd start checking the shoes next day, and he could take the class as long as he had his whole uniform. Next day before class, I had to go pick up my new glasses, so I arrived 10 minutes late. I thought to myself it wouldn't be an issue, as I usually gave 20 minutes of tolerance to students as I know some work and they need time to arrive. So I start letting the students in, I start checking the whole uniform of all the students, including the shoes and soles. I ended up denying the entrance to two students for their shoes. And the one that complained the day before had a sole uniform, except the non-slippery shoes. His soles were completely erased and cracked, so I couldn't allow that. So he went to complain again. This time, Karen went to the classroom to ask what I would consider non-slippery soles so I asked a student to show her souls. I also told her that the student had no slippery shoes anymore and I couldn't let him go in. She got mad and told me that classes needed to start at the starting time of class and that I couldn't take longer nor let anyone in after that time. I said alright and she left. Later that day, I had another class and I decided to comply. I started the class on time with only two students and denied entry to everyone else even if they arrived one minute late, telling them that it was a new order from administration. About six students decided to go complain about that, and ten minutes later, after starting classes, she went to the kitchen and told me that the tolerance would be 15 minutes and to allow the students to enter the class. She's starting another issue now, but it's in current development, so I'm not sure how I'll end up complying. What I'm struggling to figure out here is like what the dynamic is because it seems like the administration's forcing some rules and saying, oh, you can't do this. That's not okay. And then the students complain and they go back and say, you know what, actually do it this way instead. If you were going to a school like that as a student, would you be absolutely frustrated? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Jeffrey F. New Jersey two instances of the animal's malicious compliance, but not on purpose. This happened in the mid-1980s and again in the mid-1990s. I still think this is funny. The town has a strict law against keeping wild animals, but sometimes the animals have different ideas. 1980s, a friend of mine had a raccoon, but not on purpose. The animal and my friend, who was in his mid-teens at the time, had been friends, and the animal would frequently visit and play. The town stopped by and told my friends and his parents that exotic-slash-wild animals were prohibited. So, while the code enforcement officer was speaking with the kid and his parents, the animal wandered off into the woods. Witnessed by the officer, this proved that the animal was indeed not a pet. 1990s, a friend had a white duck flying to his yard. The duck grew accustomed to my friend and the family and would interact frequently in play. Along comes the code enforcement officer, not the same guy, to investigate and inform the family that wild and exotic animals are not allowed. The family took the officer into the yard to visit the duck. Evidently, the duck didn't like strangers and flew away in front of the officer, proving the animal was not kept, but had the ability to leave at any time on its own and was indeed not a pet, as the same duck was witnessed swimming in a pond about a mile away frequently but would return around dusk. I kind of get where the code enforcement officers coming from. Generally that kind of behavior is frowned upon whether it's a real pet or not, making these wild animals dependent on humans for food most likely and or even possibly shelter. It becomes a really blurry thing because at some level I feel like there's an expectation that for the rest of that animal's life you need to be there taking care of them. Because a lot of times when these animals go wandering back off into the wild, they're just not mentally equipped to fend for themselves. Our next story is by North Shore 1234 Airport security rigidity leads to foreign language compliance. About 20 years ago at a minor international airport, I was required under the terms of my employment to get a security pass to enable me to access airside. I head off to the office and there's a lengthy lineup and an even longer form to fill out. They need to know every place I've lived in for the past 7 years, no time breaks allowed, my parents' names and address, and the names and address of my in-laws and so on. I dutifully fill everything out, get fingerprinted, photographed, etc., hand in the form and get my security pass. Five years elapse, and it's time to renew the pass. Same office, same long lineup, same sweaty, overweight slacker working the desk, fill out the same form. I say, but it's the same as last time, nothing's changed apart from the dates. They say, you could be someone else impersonating you. I say, but you have my fingerprints and a photo. They say, fill out the form or no pass. Cue compliance. My wife's from a part of the world that doesn't use the Roman alphabet, and her parents, my in-laws, whose address sweaty overweight slacker working the desk needs for his form still lives there. So, one quick phone call and fax, and a whack of careful calligraphy later, and their address is rendered on the security form in their native language script. Back to their office, they say, Sir, the form needs to be completed in English. I say, Sorry, my in-laws live in so-and-so. There's no English signs there. If you need to go to their house to verify them, you'll need the address in their language. They say, Uh, uh, um okay i guess of course many people do speak and write english there and so you don't need it for an address but i wasn't about to tell them that sometimes you gotta be a little bit of a petty jerk just to get a little bit of comeuppance that honestly this guy was kind of asking for at least it feels that way i mean they were just doing their job Just enforcing the rules and whatnot, but like, come on, they're dumb. It's the same information. Just update the dates, say I verified, get my fingerprint, call it a day, save me some time. This next story is by G-Sync New, blowing a major aerospace company's mind with a foreign graduate degree. I worked for a big American technology and defense firm with tens of thousands of employees. A senior executive who had worked there successfully for years was caught with a falsification on his resume. He was fired immediately and a new policy was instituted requiring all employees to sign a form giving the company permission to query the college or university with their highest Claimed degree for verification. I have a doctorate from an old prestigious European university, an institution that I was quite sure would have no interest in such a query, but whatever, I signed the permission form and attached a note warning the company that the university would probably ignore the request, which it did. After a month or two with no response. HR called me in and said that the university had not responded, as I warned, but that the corporate would accept a photocopy of my degree. Fine. I'm good with that. Remember the old prestigious European University part? My degree is a piece of actual parchment about the size of a throw rug with a wax seal about a centimeter thick and written entirely in Latin. So I bring it into the office and photocopy it a bit at a time by sliding it around in the photocopier window. Takes like 12 pages to get it all. I staple them into a pile and give it to HR who reluctantly pass it on to corporate. Another month passes, HR calls me in again, corporate's complaining that your degree is written in a foreign language. Yep, I say, it's in Latin, tell them to find a priest to translate it. And walked out, never heard from them again about it. I don't think I really blame the company. Most of the times, if you have these things written on your resume, it seems like a lot of times they don't actually do a check to make sure you have those degrees. So I can see how somebody slips by, they do a terrible job because they're not actually qualified or knowledgeable, and then this company freaks out and says, How many of you guys lied to us? We're going to get to the bottom of this. Well, sorry, some people get their degrees from less common places that do things very much their own way. This next story is by Jeffrey F. You need a note from a doctor. This happened to a friend many years ago. I may have posted this, but for those that didn't see it, here it is again, rather short. The conversation and actions obviously abbreviated to what happened. My friend had an extended absence due to some medical issue, which isn't important for this post. What is important is that on his return, HR had contacted him with the specific pages from the employee handbook, which stated that an absence of more than X days requires a note from a doctor malicious compliance on cue my friend who has a phd but is not a medical doctor wrote himself a note and submitted it to the hr department the following hilarity ensued hr said the note must be from a medical doctor Friend says, the manual states, from a doctor. HR says, you can't write yourself a note, you're not a doctor. He says, according to my degrees and my legal title, I beg to differ. HR has legal review the manual. The attorney said, based on the section in the employee manual as written, you must accept the note because he is a doctor. HR accepts the note from my friend for his own absence. HR and attorney revamped the whole section of text to specifically state that the note must come from a medical doctor, that is not yourself, as well as any other grey area in the manual. Bren says, well, I thought they were going to argue a little more. That was fun. You gotta love loopholes that just make too much sense. It says from a doctor, I'm a doctor, doesn't say medical doctor, doesn't say medical professional, doesn't even say it can't be yourself so uh bow down to me hr by the way i'm about to write myself a note that i'm gonna be out for the next two weeks due to an illness just letting you guys know in advance this next story is by rambo robertson's 20 water I'll add it one gallon at a time. I operate a concrete mixer. I often come across job sites that need more water than it allows on their invoice ticket to make it easier to pour the concrete. Problem is, the more water often means the more unstable the concrete will be, unless it was mixed specifically to be wet. Unstable equals cracking. There's a certain inspector our company deals with every day on a site. A very picky new inspector that doesn't have that laid-back attitude or knowledge of what he's doing that comes with experience. He's by the book all the way. Well, Mr. Picky decided he wanted us to make sure the concrete was perfect before pouring. It must be exactly what they wanted, not wetter, not drier, and he would check to see each time. Most 10 yard loads, adding 5 gallons won't do much, but adding 10 is normal. So my two co-workers and I decided each time we went, we would add one gallon, 5 seconds per gallon, at a time to the mix, 65 gallon water tank. Pour out a bucket of concrete for him to test and clean up. Every gallon was another bucket, 35 pounds, to haul and mess and clean up. Normally an average load here would be done pouring after 20 minutes. We've now just been testing just my load for 50 minutes before pouring. And he has two more trucks to go that we brought dry. Hourly truck rate is $2 a minute after 40 minutes. By the end of the day, he had refused to be assigned to this job site. I heard the customer asked him to leave since he was costing them money. We haven't seen him for the past 2 weeks and the job site has been running smoothly. I mean, in a way, I kind of feel bad for the guy because like OP said, they just didn't have a lot of experience, right? So they were doing things as they saw fit per the regulations or whatever rule book they had. It's just the rulebook, I guess, doesn't actually teach you the most efficient way to do things. Like if this rule book was a GPS, it would definitely get you to where you need to go. But everybody else is taking these faster shortcuts that they just don't know about, and kind of getting upset because they don't know about them. And our final story of the day is by Okay Caregiver 517. Colleague told by head teacher that she needs to be more visible. I'm standing at the photocopier next to a very sparky, hardworking administrator. I ask her why she's wearing a high vis jacket over her normal work clothes and has been for some days. Turns out she was having her annual review, and the head said she needed to be more visible in the school. Quite how an administrator should do this is open to debate. Anyway, she went for full malicious compliance for weeks. Absolute superstar. Well, one step beyond that would be like wrapping yourself in LED Christmas tree lights and having yourself freaking blink while you're walking down the hallway maybe carry around a megaphone wherever you go, have that little siren going on, Woo woo woo! okay kids get to class, that would be probably pretty darn visible right? I hate those kinds of comments in general cause like what does it really mean anyways? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe that would mean a lot to me.